Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, good day. I hope that wherever you are, you're having a wonderful time and you had some opportunities to enjoy some of your RC stuff. Welcome back, everyone, to RC Stuff powered by Hobbywing. I am Charlie Sawanka once again here with Mr. Chen. Mike, how are you doing this afternoon, sir? Man, I can't complain. Doesn't do Me you too. any good anyway. <laughs> nice. So we have talked about lots of things over the last couple of weeks, tech things, events, all of that. And Mike was chatting with me about some changes that are coming for one of my favorite things in the world, street league racing. And I think we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about some of those changes. Um, we're also going to get into the real reason that everyone listens to the show, the free RC stuff. So don't forget to stay tuned so you can learn how to win, to enter free RC stuff. Each and every episode, we announce a new winner, and that will happen in just a short time here. We're going to sneak it in here somewhere so that you can't just fast forward. So, Mike, tell yes. me, what's new with Street League? You guys have some things in the works as far as like changes for the health of the racing. Yes, definitely. Um, so I would say definitely at the beginning of last, of uh, the, the, of the very first street league season of last uh, 2022, which is the first year we ran it um, up until the finals, the champs race, um, the quads got very fast within the same rule set. I mean, ridiculously difference in speed uh speed differences from the beginning of the season to the end of the season and i think a lot of it actually came down to uh arrow so at the end of the season i mean we were i think we were encroaching on like the almost 80 mile an hour territory for most of the faster guys oh wow um, and that was to, to just cap real quick recap street league is a was very appealing to a lot of pilots because they were bigger and a little bit slower. So the, the level of like Twitch reactions was like more human, I guess you'd say. It's more, it, yeah, for the average pilot, it was, right. it was definitely more fun and more competitive. And the best part about it was that you even still to till right now, even with at the speed that it was currently at at the end of the season was that you didn't really break anything. Yeah. You know, worst case scenario, you broke a camera, you broke a motor, you know, easy fixes. You weren't consistently you know, destroying your electronics or, you know, completely destroying your frame, like an open class where usually every time you, there's a certain level when you get to an open class racing where every time you crash, it's <laughs> almost the entire quad is ruined. You might be able to salvage a couple pieces off of it, but you know, so the goal initially was to kind of create almost like a, it was like it's not quite a stock spec or stock class racing where like everybody has to use the same parts but uh, a set of you know a way to to limit the overall speed and power uh so that it's more fun to you know it's a little more prop to prop racing and a little bit more spectator friendly as well because for most people who don't watch drone racing trying to follow something at a hundred miles an hour through, through a track that twists and turns in every direction yeah. is almost impossible. So, you know, creating, slowing down, making them bigger, and then uh, also enforcing a LED rule so that everybody's more visible um, definitely makes a very, very good spectator, uh, spectator race, as well as really fun prop to prop racing. So, 
the new bit that we've been doing because last season what we ended up doing was creating a what we called like a spec checker and then uh, what that would do is that we would plug in a consistent voltage and then spin up the motors without props on them and basically try to get everybody to kv match so everybody has the same basic uh motor out you know output the final art like top rpm everybody had the yep. same top rpm was the goal for that and within the rule books we didn't specify anything about ESC settings and stuff like that so people started playing around with them and they were able to get the quads going faster with ESC settings so they'd get uh, teched and they'd be legal and then they mm -hmm. change the speed control settings after that because nope, nope, that was no, they, they can change it beforehand um it was it came down to a little bit of an underset in our part of not uh of not realizing that the rpm difference loaded and unloaded Oh, um, yeah. Ah. So, yeah, because uh, if you think about it, right, when you have, uh, if you have like an auto timing on the on the speed control, right. changes it with will, the RPM. yep, it'll change with the RPM and what else? The loads, because it uh -huh. changes ramp rates, current drive. Uh-huh, yep. So as it detects different loads, it will ramp up the timing. So under no load, it would spec, you know, you would, you would, you would spec out and it would be like, oh, you have only a 98% throttle cap. And then once you loaded everything up, it bumped the timing up and yeah, yeah. you, you know, you get a little, little more pep in your step. <laughs> so the goal for this season, um, we have a really, really brilliant, um, I don't even know what to call them, whether a programmer or whatever, who's helping us write some custom firmware for the flight controllers. And uh, basically, we've been testing it in the past couple of days, and we really got it. It seems to be the way to do it, where um, this this custom firmware is basically going to average out the RPM of all four motors, and we're going to designate a set RPM um, that it basically will continuously monitor it and always and always limit it to that RPM in flight. In flight. So that way, nobody has nobody really has that power advantage over anybody else. And then we're also going to be kind of getting that the speed back down to what we were at the beginning of the season. So that way, it at that point, you know, around that sixty range, you really don't have a lot of arrow advantage. Mm -hmm. So that's out of the what we're doing at the at the moment, and the uh, the 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 racing is going to be so much more fun. I mean, it's going to you know everybody at this point no matter what you build is probably gonna be if you do an oval race every, everybody's gonna be right next to each other yeah, the entire time I, I like the idea of the in-flight fixed rpm that's 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 smart because that whatever they do it, that's as fast as it's gonna be able to move the props in the air so that's mm -hmm. pretty neat so everything i've done successfully with my buddies for racing all came down to all of our stuff being the same speed and not messing with the speed part of things. Like if anything, we tend to make them slower over time versus faster because that that made life a whole lot easier and everything. Oh, I mean that's the, I guess that's the experience from you know like having the RC the RC car racing been going on for so long. Yeah. You know, in order to, to in order to to make it more you know wheel to wheel racing, you had to slow it down. So why a lot of the the spec classes happened? It's why a lot of the voltage limitations started to happen for the different classes and stuff like that too. Was you know make it manageable. Yeah, so I mean, I guess that's kind of what we're uh, shooting towards right now is to kind of take something from the from the RC car 
uh, like their stock classes and stuff like that, or the the spec classes. And... Yeah, I mean, even bigger than RC cars, like Race of Champions, IROC Racing, stuff like that, has all been, you know, you can take all of the most talented drivers, put them in similar, or, you know, what's essentially identically speed cars, and then you have some of the best racing that there's going to be. So I think that that's mirroring all of that right here. It's good. Yeah, definitely. The DRL did a great job with that, and it, it really kind of leveled their playing field a bit too. So I'm, I'm a big fan. Sim racing kind of showcased some of that as well, how close the racing and all of that has been. So I, I think it's good. Competition is great. And then the, the way it's so much more watchable, like champs was one of the best, you know, multi GP champs that we just got back from was one of the best visual tracks to to be able to stand on the sidelines and watch but i'm a fan of racing so you know i'm a little biased it's easier for me to follow but they did i thought a very good job of making it appealing line of sight with all the copter lights and all that stuff too but still way too fast yeah i mean when you, you if you only still only have like two leds on your thing and you're still doing 100 miles an hour it's still two little leds moving around at 100 miles an hour it's really hard to follow right so I, I was gifted the the team got together and they bought me a street league build for my birthday which is last month so i'm stoked on that and it, that's a practice rig right i feel yep. like an idiot for even having to ask that yep that is the original uh original 399 practice rig frame and then uh i've, been, I've some... had one i've wanted to build it forever never got around to it so this is great i've got a good excuse to build it and i'm gonna build it so. i made sure you got all your prints and, and you red, got motors. Yeah. Yep. And your favorite color. That's why I asked you that one day. Hey, what's your favorite color? <laughs> I was like, why is he asking me my favorite color? What is this? This is a setup. But uh, so, you, your build, you, what are you making? I saw you posted a thing on your Instagram the other day. Some sort of flying cross. Yes. So. <laughs> Tell me about this crazy build because we haven't had a chance to talk yet. No. Uh, so. The build that I have right now um, is kind of, it's not reinventing the wheel per se, because it's definitely been done before, but I think we're at a point now with the flight controllers and beta flight and everything can can do a very good job handling it. Um, so I have built a plus quad for Street League, and it runs uh, 12, 12 mil by 12 mil square carbon uh, for the arms, and this thing is it's so far it's been a absolute dream to fly because um once you start getting up to these you know the street league builds being 1280 grams all up weight and not having a lot of power uh it it loses a little bit of authority when it comes mm -hmm. down to steering you know the being the okay. maneuverability of it and by by squaring up the quad and basically having one propeller directly in front, one propeller directly in back, and the propeller directly to the left and right, you essentially end up with very good command on each axis of control because it just gives you a little extra leverage, if that makes any sense. Give it on itself harder. So a normal quadcopter or drone is X-shaped. There's two in the front, two in the yeah, back. Yeah, the most it common it would be the X-shape. A so square that... or a rectangle type of flying mm -hmm. configuration. What Mike has is a plus. So there's, it's like a, like a, like a cross. And then it's, you twist the X sideways. You got one motor in the middle, one in the back, and then one on the left, one on the right. Just to, to visualize with words what's going on here. In case you never Where, Yeah, and standard quad, if you think of it from like a car standpoint of having a yeah. left front, a right front, and a you know, left rear, right rear. 
that's kind of the configuration of most standard uh, drones at this point. Yeah. And by, like I said, changing up, especially with this, the heavier weight of this uh, spec, I think the, I think going to that plus configuration um, is, is going to make a difference. It makes you a little bit wider and a little bit longer. So you, you definitely have to be that's a little more Jason. precise. <laughs> uh, but uh, it definitely, I feel like it commands a lot more authority. And so far it's so been you, really, you, really fun to fly. Did you build and fly this thing already? Yeah, I did the first couple tests on flight. And then uh, on. I finally, yes. Did you, have to, did you have to take apart your old copter to build a new copter? So funny thing. Uh, funny thing about this. Uh, yes, I did have to take apart the old copter to build this you one. You can't do like a back-to-back comparison. No, well, the reason that I took the old one apart was because that frame that I was originally flying was also a uh, 399 practice rig. Uh, but the pilot who gave that to me to get into Street League initially, uh, Mr. Oh. Leadfingers, oh, that's right, there's had yes, that. there's a story behind this, and our our whole bit was that you know it's the durability of these quads was a huge thing because it was kind of fun at IO when we showed up and the people who actually brought their street league builds, they brought one open class. They would bring five, <laughs> 10, 12, 15, and they just come in with one seven, one, one practice rig for street league. And that's it. And that's, that's the beauty of the, of the spec is that you really don't break much. Um, so that frame, uh, lead fingers had flown it for basically an entire season prior and had, Essentially, what we, you know, what your home pilots call spiking it into the ground at the end of every single race for an entire season. And by spiking, I mean, you know, not necessarily just like, oh, just kind of tumble it in. Most of the time, it was put it 50 feet in the air, turn it upside down, and full throttle straight into the ground. What a nut job. Yeah. And that, that frame has taken so many hits, like so many hard hits. Uh, and then he gave it to me. And then I kept it going. I kept at the end of pretty much every every big race that I went to, I spiked it right into the ground as well. Seems like a bad practice, but and like the fr- I mean the thing is the thing held together. The worst you get is you bend off bend a couple standoffs, which are you know two screws to replace. Right. Um, so now that I've run a season on it, um, I have passed this on to another pilot. So this this one frame has now seen three pilots go you through. You should have it. kept it for like a week or two, just for the side by side comparison sakes. Oh, I got another one I'm building anyway. Uh, okay. I'm I'm calling this one the uh, the loner the loner prig. Ah, this is for anybody who shows up and goes, "That's really cool. I want to fly one." Well, here right. you go, fly this. I don't have to build mine. I'll just go to races with you. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you get no okay, practice, but you know. I already got all the pieces on my workbench. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I haven't built a copter in like two years. I'm super scared to plug in Betaflight and see all the smoke come out again. So I'm, I'm going to yeah. be on your Discord asking you what's up. I'm sure. <laughs> I forgot how to do everything. Yeah, that's all right. It's not bad. Um, actually, what's nice with uh, Betaflight 4.3 now, they have all the presets. Oh, good. So essentially, you can literally go what control link do you have there's a preset for that then you know yep yeah there's a lot of things that make it real easy and then you can even go as far as like your favorite pilot you like how they fly you want to fly their rates that's what their rates are probably set up as a preset at this point sick 
So you can go and go like, hey, I want a copy of this person's flying style. I want to fly their rates. So you can go yeah. pick their rates. Um, yeah, that that they, they made things really nice. And guess what? You all don't have to do in four three now, Charlie. Uh... What was the biggest pain in the butt? Because you had to use a different thing of software when building a copter. Dune, 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 dune. Nope. Dun, dun. Well, kind of. I mean, yeah. The thing I ever hated was the the Betaflight interface was never as good as the or not the Betaflight but the BL Heli stuff. So exactly, you don't actually have to go into BL Heli anymore to set motor directions. Oh really? Nope. It's uh, they they finally somebody finally figured out the coding to send D shot commands. I wouldn't even and, I wouldn't even change the motor direction and be able to flip the wires. My motor wires. It was quicker <laughs> and easier for me. Less, less risky. <laughs> I'd wire all four of them exactly the same, and that would ensure that I only had to change two of them. Uh, yeah, so that's all. That's if I got all lucky, us. I would only I wouldn't have to change any of them. So yeah, so now you it's literally a one. It's a couple clicks in Beta Flight, and then it can you can change the direction. So way to go, Beta Flight devs! You're you're you guys are always making drone life better. I applaud you. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's the cool part about Beta Flight too is that that's an open source project. Like look, we'll look at what an open source project has done in like five years. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, I think that we got lucky, and the devs are extremely passionate about. They fly. They all fly. Like some of those open source situations, I feel like the people are more involved in other things than the flying. But these guys are all pilot pilots. Yep. So and they, you know Aren't they really. They, I'm saying that, and there's one of them that's not a pilot. He's like stupid Charlie. <laughs> well, then he can send you an email directly. <laughs> So, what's actually really interesting right now too is that that the, that plus quad that I built, <laughs> I have a stack of wheel weights on it, the stick-on wheel weights. Mm. So they're the, the the base stack currently because of uh, to to try to hit the minimum weight for Street League. I have a stack currently that is seven weights long, seven so seven tall of seven weights long at the bottom. Then I have a uh, I think I have a five stack. Then a three, uh, four stack, then a two stack on top of that. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. It's like 200 and something, uh, I think 280 grams worth of weights <laughs> that I had to add on to, to make the minimum weight requirement. But the, the minimum weight is really what makes the, the series kind of work so well. So. You know, um, I mean, you can, can you move the weight around and make it handle yeah. different in the air? Yeah. Like how, it, like if there's yes, a track that needs more flick or less flick, you can, you can push it front to back. Yeah, you can. Um, you can you can put the weight wherever you want. The bottom line is when it hits the scale, as long as it's uh, as long as it's twelve hundred eighty grams with battery, you're good. Mm -hmm. um, that was a well. That was the thing. It was really fun to watch the innovation that came out of all the pilots this past year um, because they were given a rule set, you know, a full rule set, and they followed the rules. They followed the rules and figured out how to make something faster within the rule set. Right. It's kind of like the Formula One teams, you know. They they the FIA puts out a rule book at the beginning of the year, and everybody's sitting there going, "Okay, so how do we circumvent these rules and still right. be fully legal?" Right, right. And it was just it was it was really fun to watch everybody go. Well, <laughs> what if I? Um, yeah, so there, there's a couple fun rules. Uh, there's the Amari clause. Do they make them weigh them after the race too, so they can't like eject the weights mid-race. There's a clause for that, actually. Okay. Um, right. 
because you, you you can get penalized uh, if it if it happens like once, it's fine. More than once, now it's just neglectful. Like right. <laughs> if you keep things keep falling off your drone while you're racing, that is neglect. Yeah. So, but there's the 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 Mari clause. He he. This guy came up. Okay, so if the RPM is limited, he goes. I'm gonna show up with a quad that has gears on it. Sky told me about this. So essentially, <laughs> what he did is he put uh, a big gear on the motor, a little gear on a shaft on the prop, and then he would overdrive it so it would be uh-huh. faster than one to one ratio. I'm like, dude, what a nerd! That's great. But that that's kind of what makes you know this this the spec kind of fun because it's not just like it's it's everybody thinking outside of the box yeah. and going well if this is the this if I have these are the parameters that I'm given to work within how do I how do I break that right. <laughs> how, do, how do I get the advantage now but and I like just, the idea that it's the, what you're working around is not the the terminal velocity, like the fixed speed thing is good. So you're, you're dealing with handling characteristics and pilot improvements and working mm-hmm. as a team to have the fastest flight group or whatever, that sort of stuff. So it's, yeah. it's not just yeah. making this thing go Mach 1 billion and then having nothing but twitch reactions as you blink around the track. Yeah, exactly. It makes it seem like we can all do this type of deal. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's actually I kind of consider going to go race five inch, but I'm in on some street league racing. I can keep up with this stuff. Oh, dude, when you <laughs> it, it's almost painfully slow as a pilot, especially <laughs> one that comes from like racing five inch and stuff like that. But like it, you know, when you're by yourself, it's one thing. But the second you start getting in with a whole yeah. group of people and you're like, oh, my God. And you're like, I don't have enough power. So you're like talking, you're, you're you're talking to a guy who races tiny trucks in his backyard in trainer mode against his friends. Like we like it slow. Like it's a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, you're looking for that one mistake, and you're like, oh, there it is. There's a hole. Right. Speaking so, of holes, um, this week's winner. We oh. we talk about it each and every episode. The way that you enter to win free RC stuff each and every episode. Is as simple as sending an email to rcstuff at hobbywing.com. Those emails come right to me and Mike. So if you have maybe some topics you want us to talk about, some questions you have for us, you can throw those in there as well. But most guess, importantly, you want to I guess enter. you want it on? Yeah. If you have someone you'd like us to reach out and interview, by all means, let us know. We will reach out to them and say, hey, your fans want, to, want you to talk to us. But, uh, but most, most importantly, yep. include your name, your address, your email address. You want to type it in there. Your phone number and what kind of RC stuff you're into and your shirt size. I always forget to mention the shirt size. And we can send you some free RC stuff. You get entered to win just for dropping us an email with the information. You don't have to ask a question or anything like that. But we would love to hear from you uh, as far as all that fun podcast things. Um, again, that email address is rcstuff at hobbywing.com, as I'm sure you know. Also, um, one more thing to add to that. Yeah. So even if there's if there's RC stuff that you're interested in, right? You, you can you can put stuff like that you're not, you might not be into, but you you know if you've always been hesitant to pull the trigger on it, and you need the stuff to do that, you can put that in there too. A system can go a long way to getting you started. We've gotten some people into new segments of the industry or the the wonderful world of the hobby because they said, "I wanted to try this out." So that's what we sent them. Is yep. Good call, Mike. Thanks. But uh, without further ado, this week's winner, first drum roll ever, from Lexington, Georgia, Mr. Lance Phelps. 
Congratulations, Lance. I have your email address here. We will be in contact with you. Actually, Carlos will be in contact with you soon, and uh, we'll get you dialed in. Lance is lucky. He, he's into all sorts of different RC stuff, so he should have plenty to choose from. But congratulations, Lance. Um, Mike, what else you got for us today? That's That was the uh, interruption, so we can keep going if you got more stuff, or we can wrap her up. It's uh, I'll let you decide. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to add one more thing in. Yes. James is still fast. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> James is still fast. Oh, man. Watching him fly at at, at uh, Champs was, was really fun. You know what also? He's also Inspires me to be an old fast guy. <laughs> if we can all be as fast as James is when we get old, then we'll be all right. Yeah. But uh, he, he's the data master. He creates the the super spreadsheet with all the data from the champs afterwards. So if you're a nerd, jump on multi GP's uh, group page there and you can find James's uh, matrix of data. Cause it's pretty awesome. His real name is Sean Ames. He's they're from Missouri, Missouri. I think Mo- Moberly, Missouri, Moberly. He's a real estate in the greater Moberly area. So if you are shopping around for a new cozy home, look up Sean Ames. He's a, he'll get you dialed in. He's got all sorts of motivational things that he says on his Facebook about the realty market too, and like pro tips. So it's not bad. And he's still fast. Yeah, and he's still fast. So, and uh, it's kind of funny. I think uh, Sean and Free were actually the first two that brought out, I think, a plus style quad to okay. uh, the Jones in the Desert race. Okay. And that's kind of where, like, you know, after talking to both of them, and that's kind of where I got the. Uh, so funny. One one little funny story to finish this off at. Yeah, I uh, I get the idea to build this this plus style quad, and I am talking to a uh, a well a formerly Colorado native <laughs> Nitro Toker who's down in uh, down in Florida now. He owns uh, Toker CNC, who also cut your frame. Oh, yeah, Toker CNC in Florida. If you need carbon Sweet. stuff cut, reach out to him. Really, really good dude. Cuts really good, really good tolerances. And uh, he can he also can get American carbon, which is a nice thing. Oh wow! Yeah, that that special vertical weave carbon. You know what I'm talking okay. about? Yeah, the real strong stuff. Um, but yeah, he uh, I, I start talking to him about a frame I want to design. I'm like, hey, my winter project. I'm gonna you know design a, a plus style quad and everything. Talking to him about everything that I want to do on it, and then he sends me a file. He goes like this. I'm like, <laughs> perfect. That's one less thing I got to do this winter. Go ahead and press cut, please. I'll, yeah. I'll take it. I'm like, here, shut up and take my money. That's nice. <laughs> Sent me an invoice that day. I was, I was going to uh, hop it. I was in the airport and I get the invoice from him. I'm like, I don't care what it is here. Here's all of my monies. Take it <laughs> I all. Told him, that makes me want to revive the nerd bird, dude. We were going to do a hobby wing frame when I first started here. It was going to be awesome. It failed. Hey, I mean, what do you want? We'll make it happen. I'll, I'll send you some pictures of it. It was a five-inch freestyle rig that you could set up as an X, an I, or an H frame. Like, it had adjustable wheelbase. Oh. But it was a simple double-deck kind of what I call the mini-deck frame. Like, it wasn't full-length. So, for day-to-day stuff, it would have to be a little bit bigger. But I mean, you know, we could do a special one-off just 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 for funsies i actually have like five of them they just all fly for crap because i was had no clue about the direction carbon needed to be cut so the arms are all harmonically imbalanced they might be fine actually with today's beta flight so we'll see. maybe i should yeah. try it. 
Yeah, if you got it, put it together. I I've always wanted to do a uh, a a like a a vintage race for drones. Like you're only allowed to use like F three flight controllers and like individual ESCs. Single plane frames, like no replaceable arms. Yep, exactly. I have a I have a collection of voodoos. I'd be eligible. I'd be fine. Uh, so uh, that's about all I got. All right. Well, I guess that brings us to the end of another episode of RC Stuff, powered by Hobbywing. Once again, my name is Charlie, and I'm here with Mr. Mike Chen. And uh, I guess we will thank you guys for tuning in, and we will see you all next time. Bye.